Hello, welcome to the Blue Rose Film Podcast, a show dedicated to celebrating the ongoing mystery and dream that is cinema, and tracing film history through the decades via the films that have meant the most to me. My name is John T. Cornford, and I'm a writer, editor, composer, music producer, and lover of film. So, the way this show is going to work is before we dive into the history of this film, uh, the director, the writer, the actors, the pre-production, the critical reception, the score, all those good things that we're going to get into, um, which will be the bulk of the show, um, what I also want to do is share about uh, my first experience seeing these films, um, but also my most recent experience revisiting them and how those two experiences might be different. It's one of those films now where I think I've actually lost track of how many times I've seen it. But I wanted to uh, briefly talk again. This is probably longer than any other section will do about um, my first and most recent experiences watching the film. Um, But I think it's important for me um, to speak openly about the impact this film has had on me because the last time I saw this film was in October of 2021. Now, in Sydney, Australia, between June and October of 2021, Sydney was in lockdown. And at the announcement of um, lockdowns lifting in Sydney and New South Wales, we were given the date ahead of time. I immediately, one of the first things I wanted to do was go to a movie theatre with people and watch a movie in a dark room filled with strangers. So I went and saw two films the first day that lockdown lifted in New South Wales in October of 2021. I went and saw Shang-Chi and then in the evening I went and saw a 4K screening of The Shining by myself at a really great theatre called The Ritz in Randwick. And... I had an experience watching that film, which, like I said, I've seen countless times and can almost recite the entire film verbatim, just by memory. I was sitting maybe 20 or 30 rows back in in the bottom seated section at at the Ritz, watching The Shining in a pretty packed theatre. It was opening night, first, first evening showing films again after lockdown. And I remember five or six rows in front of me on the aisle were a father and what looked like an 11 or 12 year old girl, his daughter. And I could tell that they were father and daughter because she was spending most of the film clutching her father's arm next to her on the armrest. Now we'll get into just the long list of iconic horror moments that there are in this film. One of the most, in fact, arguably the most iconic is the vision of the elevator doors opening and a flood of blood pouring out of the elevator, flooding the corridor and engulfing the camera. This 11 or 12 year old got up and ran screaming up the aisle to the back of the theater. She then gradually made her way back down the aisle and spent the rest of the movie watching the film seated in the aisle clutching the armrest of the chair next to her. 
Something that happens to a film, after you've seen it as many times as I've seen The Shining, is that its most memorable moments begin to lose their impact. This is why it is so important to see films with other people, with strangers, friends, family, anyone, really. It forces you to see the film through their eyes, and not just yours. Sometimes allowing you to see the film a fraction removed from the subjectivity of your built-up immunity to the film. This moment in The Shining had turned into exactly that. A scene in a film that I had seen countless times, that I could talk about on a technical level, on a cultural level, and even on the level of the deep existential dread that the film instills on the viewer. But I had forgotten just how frightening The Shining was, and seeing the film fresh through the eyes of a 12-year-old put me right back into that memory of seeing the film for the first time on a laptop, headphones on, not quite believing that I was finally seeing it. <laughs>